Welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damon Ossifer with your host, Paul Frederick. But um, Gopi Krishna, so so I, I started reading his uh, that evolutionary energy in man book. And so the first thing that stood out to me is that his his narrative about his experience is so visceral and so colorful. Um, and he's a, and he's, seems, a, he's a great writer. Right. Which is amazing for somebody, you know, he's like jo- Joseph Conrad was a, uh, uh, I think was, he was a German or, or an Austrian and he wrote in English, uh, just a, a masterful writer. And Gopi Krishna is a great writer, the foremost uh, uh, writer researcher on Kundalini uh, in, the 20, in the 20th century. Uh, but he's, you know, he died in, I think, what, 85 or something like that. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But I wanted to ask you about Gopi Krishna. What you you said that you met him. What was your experience of meeting him? Well, um, uh, my wife and I went to Kashmir in 1977, and we stayed on a on a a houseboat on Dal Lake, run by this this Indian guy who, or Kashmiri guy who had. His father had been uh, in the uh, in the Pakistani or in the Indian Army, and was a you know official, uh, uh, and so he inherited this boat and every he did everything. He was like the most incredible guy, and so I, I had come there really. I'd gotten my wife to agree to go there um, if we could if we could visit certain places. And that she would agree to my meeting with with, with Gopi Krishna, and and so I asked him, uh, "Can you get me an appointment with Gopi Krishna?" He said he had no idea who Gopi Krishna was, but he had the connection. So about three days later, a cousin of his rows up to the boat and says, "I've I have your appointment. <laughs> you know, he's over there, and here's how to get there." And so I took a taxi uh, there. And he had a beautiful house on a on a small hill, and I'm sitting in there, and it was, I was, I mean, I'm I, in retrospect, I was really stupid not to bring a camera or a tape recorder or something, uh, although you know the technology was definitely not the same at that time as it is now. Um, so he walks into the room, and I'm sitting, and he he sits down and faces me, and he says, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then I I told him my whole story about the about the base of the spine, about the energy, about the 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 sesame seed, about the you know ejaculating, and and so he basically we did talk about a lot of things, but basically he he gave me a kind of uh, guide to living with Kundalini from his experience, like don't do this, don't do that, ultimately saying at the end that. Kundalini is intelligent and will tell you what to avoid and what to what to go for in terms of eating or 
you know, associating or everything, you, you know, don't, don't associate with bad people. Um, and, uh, you know, think free, all those, those kind of things that are kind of self-evident. Um, and, uh, then, uh, I, I went back to the boat. We, we took a taxi back to the boat after looking at the gardens and, um, but, uh, I went on to read most of his, his books and I even got some of his books that were only published in India while I was there. And, uh, uh, he was a, uh, he was a scientist really. He, he, he wasn't a, a, a religious person. And, and one of the things he said in one of his books was that during the time and when he activated Kundalini in 1938, the, the year of my birth, um, he had gone around to all these gurus and people and asked them uh, if they knew anything about Kundalini. And he said in India, a country renowned for its spirituality, he found no one. He said he was more likely to find something, uh, advice from a rickshaw driver or a boat, uh, a boatsman than he was from some exalted guru, which I found, uh, which kind of verified or endorsed my position on not needing a teacher because why study with somebody that's, um, because immediately, unless they've, they, they've actually had that same experience, what good are they? I mean, they can tell you, you know, uh, they can keep you from drinking whiskey maybe, but uh, uh, not much else. So it's, it's, it's almost, um, um, yeah, and, and like I said, every Kundalini experience is different. So it's almost uh, normal or essential that you, that you go this experience by yourself. And it is, a, whether you've, you're working with a teacher, it's still you uh, with your body, uh, with this, with this, you know, introducing into your body this hidden, dormant physiological uh, uh, phenomena, and thinking that it's going to kill you, or its its intentions are evil, or none of that is true. Its intentional, its intentions are benign, and it, you're left to discover what these are by listening to it and not trying to fight it. And a lot of people I do talk to fight it or cry about it or don't or, or curse it or say, and I said, well, you know, you're not going to change it. You can't walk it back. Uh, I could no more go back to the the day before uh, I started to work on it, unbeknownst to the, what was going to happen, that I can insert myself into my mother's body and be born again. So you know, this is where the uh, kundalini where this discussion it starts to sound like a thing that you hear about in other systems like the the greeks talked about the daemon which is kind of where kind of the the idea of the show uh my podcast here daemonosophy the idea that you have a a higher self or a self ahead of the self and um uh, alistair crowley and the golden dawn they talked about the holy guardian angel and um the Zoro ancient zoroastrians called it the the fravashi you know the idea that you have a holy guardian angel um and and you know the thing is though that all these systems no one gives any kind of 
of methodolo methodology for how to interact or unlock or communicate with something like that like maybe there's a collection of like magic spells or something that you do or or maybe you pray a lot or or maybe someone says hey i'm just lucky my my higher self is talking to me and doing this and you never know if it's bullshit or not but as far as like an individual wanting to like connect with something like that there's not any really good methodology for it other than you know, I feel like this is this golden flower technology and what you're talking about in here, what Gopi Krishna is talking about. That's that's really the tech. And again, like what um, what 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 Gurdjieff, you know, had dropped all these hints about um, that, that that's the closest thing. And that really the the way to this, the way to this, the method is actually pretty simple. It's actually pretty simple, but it's a matter of making some choices about where you're going to put your attention. Yeah, just as an aside, uh, going back to, J to Gopi Krishna, once I read his book, I said, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but I'm going to write a book uh, giving using his same approach, but specifically tailored to Westerners. And that's what deciphering the golden, uh, deciphering the, uh, uh, what is it called? Golden deciphering flower. the golden. Uh, uh, see, my memories. Any one secret of time. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what it, I I attempted to to say. Okay, uh, this is. We we have to discover our own approach to spiritual phenomena and a spirituality and uh, metaphysical practices. We can't just trans, we're, we're, we'll, we can never be, we can never build on top of what Easterners build on to, we have to start from scratch on our own. It's almost like economics, like Africa will never uh, get to its highest point while it's still being governed by European countries, whether they're they're actually there or not, they still have a they still hold sway economically over us. So spiritually, we have to uh, build our own tradition of spiritual uh, and metaphysical practices, and that's what I've tried to do in all my books: is to say, start from scratch. Don't be afraid. Don't get hooked up with a with a so-called guru when you can possibly do what do what you're looking for on your own, and you won't be influenced by all these. You know, when I did it, I had no influences. I was I had the gold, secret of the golden flower, and that was it. And my brain and 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 I made a lot of possibly wrong choices, but now I I talk to people and do. Uh, consultations for people who are studying and working on 10 different things. And I, I say, why can't you just take one and do it? And I, you know, if you, you find my method useful, we'll try it. If you don't take another one, but stick to one. And they're doing things like some breathing, different th types of breathing exercises, different types of yoga exercises. Um, where I say everything begins with breath. That's the secret. Is you work on the breath, get the the diaphragm going, 
and do it regularly. Um, and you were talking about, you know, you had those breath experiences. Well, it what how it worked for me is I was in a room in a very quiet room in this house in in the southern in south of France, and I felt that I was no longer breathing me. It was breathing me like the room was breathing me, like the cosmos was breathing me. So when you get these feelings that, are, that differ from your ordinary ex life's experience, you know you're somewhere. And then you'll have these sensations where you can pinpoint energy centers and something happening there. Uh, and that's, that's sort of uh, what it takes is just uh, your effort, you alone, don't worry about, you know, read some books, but don't start on 10 different techniques. And do you, um, in in your you know personal practice, do you do a daily uh, sitting meditation, like every day? Well, a certain amount of time, um, or? I don't, I, I don't do, I, I lie down, the energy builds up, it's active 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last 55 years um, since it happened, since that point uh, of, you know, that one night where it just all came into my brain and started this, you know, directing traffic in this hidden network. And I could do nothing. So I learned very quickly, I'm just going to sit back and watch it. But so I lie down at, at about 530 in, in the evening and I watch it and I don't do it, it does me. So I don't do any meditation. I just uh, formal like I used to. Uh, I don't sit in a lotus. It's always doing me, but it's more intense at that time when I just, uh, and it, what it's trying to do is if you do this, like and, and this simple exercise of pulling your, your arms, you can feel your, you can feel your yourself being pulled uh, apart because everything it, the point of the secret of the golden flower is to to learn to center yourself and uh, while while breathing and so you can you when you're lying down when i'm lying down sometimes i can separate from my from my from my coccyx back there by just pulling it apart and the energy flows more evenly in there but i don't do anything you know crazy I, and i don't do i always breathe through the nose that's that's one thing that that i've uh uh been uh, it's it's been important for me is to breathe the right way and there's a there's a, a guy came out this guy named james um james james some it's anyway the book is called breath and it's and he's made a a study of breathing and different techniques and the effect that breath has on our physio physiognomy. And it's a very interesting, very interesting book uh, because we do have a lot of breath-related um, illnesses right now. Um, so it all starts with breath, but if you're going to do it. Why not get an assessment of the way you breathe right now before starting? So you know whether you're you you have to make up uh, in in 
getting to normal breathing, you have to may have to do some preliminary exercises just to get to the starting point, the right starting point that you should be in if as a child you'd grown up and because a lot of this is damage to breathe to breathing process is psychological through some sort of uh, of uh, bad experience or trauma children start breathing the wrong way because they get frightened and they tense up and they 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 they, they uh, instead they implode they begin to physically implode and the breathing ch uh, ch uh, chamber uh, reflects this. It's the first thing to go. And there's a uh, a portion in this book talking about a, a dentist who discovered that through a, um, a scan of th this dimensions, like 15 centimeters by 15 centimeters of th this is a, a deep scan. It'll show the configuration of your breathing. And if you're breathing wrong and then he develops a denture type device that you wear that will actually put your teeth in the right and your jaw and, and your sinuses and every part of your uh uh and there's a chapter in that book breath on this uh this uh this this doctor this dentist uh belfour i think his name is uh so it's worth reading especially if somebody wanted to go into this work and they don't know where to begin. Well, you could begin with the breathing, but if there's something wrong with your breathing, then you gotta you gotta do the remedial work to fix that. Yeah, and I, I think I was reading just this morning. I was going through the Cleary version of uh, Golden Flower, and I think it's a statement in there that the breath is there's a connection with the between the breath and and the mind they're like directly there's like a direct sort of connection there so it's like if you, so if you slow down you slow down your breath the mind will automatically like slow down in response to it or if you're breathing heavily your mind like speeds up and all your physiology like speeds up so so that a that that is is the window into how by controlling and slowing down the breath that helps quiet the the stream of associations in the mind that are such a, uh, a distraction to to attention um, and 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 um, yeah that's in the method that I on my website that I enumerate uh, all I try to deal with that at least that what worked for me is that. Um, and the secret of golden flower has a great name for that, and they call it the ten thousand things. Uh, and you know, you've just been describing it yourself. Uh, what, how how difficult it is to deal with that. And basically, in the secret of golden flower, it doesn't. Ex it, there's some suggestions, but I found that just counting while I breathe in a in a in a in a rhythmic uh, way is like one, two, three, four. And I did a lot of walking in Paris long distance and I do one, two, three, four in, inhale while I was doing f four paces, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, hold, start over. And just always through the nose and until the diaphragm is really working. And, uh, uh, but what I found out is um, less is, well, the when you sit in a in a quiet room so quiet that you can hear yourself 
breathing, inhaling and exhaling, the, 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 the thing to do is to get to the point where you're in that room and you cannot hear yourself breathing. Then you know that you're, that, that, that you're doing it the right way. You're taking in more air, you're using the diaphragm, uh, you're filling the pockets behind the kidneys, uh, not just the lungs, superficial breathing. And that's what's that, that's the machinery. Again, uh, use this esoteric machinery uh, image that starts the the distilling of energy. And I, then, I found uh, I found that part so interesting. The thing about the quieting of breath, um, which it, that's one thing I read in the Golden Flower, and and just okay, I, I don't know what that is, and I just went by it, and then uh, your discussion of it um, started to really trigger a lot a lot more uh, thought for me. And one of the things I thought of is um, there's a famous passage by Gurdjieff where he talks about one of the un unnoticed or unexpected. Uh, benefits to sitting 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 quiet and still um with good posture is that it starts to exercise and build what he called the small the small muscles right and so uh, you know people can uh, talk about what he meant by small muscles but it probably is something like well, it's the parts of the muscles that are that are that the, the parts of your physiognomy that are atrophied from all of the all of the wrong unconscious habitual behaviors that we that we carry on in life and that also aren't touched if we just by going to the gym and you know lifting a bunch of weights or running and stuff these muscles don't get done either and I think everyone when they start first start trying to sit you know sit, do a, a regular sitting or meditation that's the biggest problem anyone has is oh my god my back is killing me sitting actually sitting still is probably the hardest thing to do for most people it's like our muscles it, it asks you to use muscles that you've never even like heard of before and I I, I know I kind of jumped into this from um, silent breath but one thing I noticed with like silent breath, that effort to keep your breath silent, it's like all of a sudden totally different muscles around your around your breath are like moving around the diaphragm. It, it, it calls for something totally different versus our the intuitive thing to do when you're breathing out is to, you know, do it real strong, you know, strong outward breath. It's like really loud, you know. Yeah, the. Um... The activity, I mean, there again, in our civilization, we think that going to the gym and, and, and becoming muscular is, is, I mean, it's just kind of like uh, gladiators, uh, you know, like we're more than gladiators. And, and these are counterproductive, really, um, because people take these supplements with it and less is more. I mean, the body is supposed to be more like when you see the Greek statues, nobody's like, you know, nobody's muscle bound. Uh, uh -huh. And I think, too, in terms of uh, sports, uh, from my, um, you know, I, I followed baseball when I was like a very young age. And, you know, they had guys like, you know, Eddie Stanky, the, uh, the New York Giants, 
who was he looked like a guy that hung out in a pub or a, a bar, you know, and now these these guys are all pumped up and uh, there's a lot more injuries because they've overextended their muscular possibilities they've stretched them and so when they when they when they take that extra leap towards first base you know that one last thing they sprain the groin and they're out for 6 months and uh that didn't happen when a lot of kind of guys that looked like everybody else like no like average human beings yeah yeah so silent breath that's one thing that I, that I noted here here, I'm going to give you some other some other thoughts, um, and these are some of my uh, my my thoughts from Golden Flower that I that I jotted down when they talk about the primal spirit in there, and and this is all this is Wilhelm. This is my Wilhelm translation yeah. translation yeah. notes. He talks about primal spirit um, and, and the conscious I, spirit. Yeah. So what? So I thought that corresponds with um like we said like higher self or the daemon or something like that right but i know some people will take that in and, and interpret it as god and maybe those are the same thing or maybe there's some kind of uh similarity but what what are your thoughts on the primal spirit uh, it's i would say uh it's that consciousness as opposed to the conscious spirit, you know, it's too bad that the, you know, the, uh, the conscious spirit is the ego. Uh -huh. And the, uh, that's what it is for me is that the, the, that when you're born, well, the primal spirit is in command or Kundalini uh -huh. in your, in your prenatal, uh, or even before conception. And I deal with that in, in, in the, Deciphering the Golden Flower One Secret at a Time. Uh, so you're you're uh, uh, as soon as you're born, the conscious spirit takes control, and it's only after rediscovering uh, through whatever it is that you reawaken the the, the primal spirit. Kundalini reawakens the conal, the the primal spirit. Um, but that conscious spirit is like the you know the outs the, the senses that's what it is it's like the the you know the baby's taking in all this stuff that's been in the in the dark of a womb just like uh materializing itself and uh becoming becoming a, from little seed to matter and then it comes out into the world and it's got its, and unlike a cat or a kitten, it's got its eyes open and it's touching, feeling, sensing, looking all around and takes in all these things and makes, tries to make sense of them. And uh, the primal spirit is buried away and forgotten about until, well, maybe never. And that's the, that's the tragedy is that uh, uh, instead of uh, working on the, on, on, Re-establishing or a reawakening the primal spirit, you go to a, a to a football game or you you go to the uh, the, the the to to Vegas. <laughs> People speak about Vegas as if it's if, as if it's Jerusalem or something in the a biblical. That uh, <laughs> it, it's it's all of experience. Anything worth experiencing 
is 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 in in Vegas. Well, I mean, I've been there and I hated it. I mean, it's just a dust bowl. Uh-huh. There, there are no sidewalks or no nothing. It's like you're in, you just in one thing and and you go to another, and yeah. you, you you're lost in it. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, so. So let me ask you this with regard to this idea of the primal spirit. And I, I agree with what you said there. I, 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 I think I agree with that. You know, the conscious spirit, that's referring to kind of your regular consciousness, your ordinary consciousness. And then that primal spirit, that's like your higher consciousness that you're kind of coming, your initial falling into this world. You're cut off from that. And, and Well, it's and, it's almost like in in. Uh, in mythological terms it's this force that's saying pushing away the the conscious spirit pushing away the ego saying life is not the ego is not what your ego perceives or thinks of you or tries to establish as the real you Um, you are you and you've got to look for you in other places than in vegas or you know Talladega or uh, uh, some the corner bar, right? So then, and, and I think um, I've had a, a very I've had a long life and a life that's done many things with made many mistakes, and uh, uh, have, have would I have if I had the capability of turning off Kundalini and never starting it, would I agree to do that? Um, knowing that it's changed my life in so many ways, not all, not, not all the way uh, that my ego might have wanted it. Uh, and all I can say is um, I've used my body as a laboratory. I'm an experiment, and others are experimenting also around us, you, around you and I, as we are experimenting. Um, does will this change the course of evolution? All these people doing this, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, maybe it will. Maybe it'll speed things up, uh, fast track. Uh, 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 you know, make us make Kundalini ready for prime time i'm not sure uh or is it is it possible that it's only that it's only for the few well um yeah I, uh, um but i mean the march towards consciousness is inevitable i mean that's uh, unless we destroy ourselves which is very possible um because we're doing things uh, we're doing more things for selfish reasons than we are for the good of of mankind. It's very very interesting to read books about the founding fathers of the United States, uh, Jefferson, Washington, Madison, and how their whole thing was to be successful against the British. We have to defer our own. Uh, desires and we have to cooperate we have to sacrifice and they all wondered like after this war will 
we continue to make these sacrifices as a people, if not, we are doomed. We will not succeed because our 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 form of government is too prone to uh, authoritarianism if the wrong things, the wrong chemistry uh, or other uh, occurrences come together. Mm-hmm. So um, th- these are things of of consciousness. Consciousness rules. Uh, consciousness rules uh, everyday life. Mm-hmm. 